0: You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Visit bpn.fm to discover more. You've worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k, and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated US-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at lifelock.com/aware. Terms apply.
1: Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees
0: with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Do I need to see Carolee Carmelo in Bad Cinderella on Broadway? I'll take my answer off the air. Oh my God! Did you hear? Did you hear? Did you hear? Oh, oh you hear. my God, guys. Jake got hot. I guys. can't believe I Jake. Is oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. You guys. What's up, everybody? My name is Jake Workman, and this is Oh My Pod, You Guys, a musical theater and pop culture podcast. You guys, so much has happened this week. I am beyond thrilled to finally get to share, to shout it from the rooftops, that I've partnered with Broadway World. Every week there will be exclusive content, whether it's Q and A's with my guests, comedy games, extended interviews, you name it, we're gonna do it. Broadway World will be where you can find the exclusive content that you can't find anywhere else. And if you love the pod so much that you need to hear it a day early, Every episode will be premiering live the day before it comes out on Sundays, exclusively on broadwayworld.com. I'm so excited for what's to come with this partnership, and I cannot wait to share it with you all. Which brings me to the newly entitled segment, the Broadway World Recap. So let's dive in. First on the docket, we have to talk about Parade on Broadway having its first preview performance at the Jacobs Theater. This musical is written by Alfred Urey and um, has music and lyrics by Jason Robert Brown. This revival started at New York City Center and is transferred, starring Ben Platt and Michaela Diamond. And this first preview performance was met with a really unfortunate incident. The story centers on Jewish American Leo Frank and his trial, imprisonment, and eventual lynching in 1915, which actually happened. And outside the theater, during the first preview, anti-Semitic protesters started leading chants and spewing really um, just gross racial and anti-Semitic slurs um, and made it really uncomfortable for patrons to enter the theater and um, were causing disturbances throughout the performance. And the the star of the show, Ben Platt, actually took to his social media platforms, sharing his experience and reminding the world that anti-Semitism and these sort of neo-Nazis are still present. And we need to tell these stories even more so than we have before. This behavior is disgusting and just completely uncalled for, but but that's the reason that we as theater artists exist, is to continue to speak out and tell the truth and tell these stories that need to be told. And I wish everyone at the Jacobs Theater safety and congratulations on starting this incredible revival. I cannot wait to see it. In other Broadway world news... Jordan Fisher gave an interview to Broadway World about Sweeney Todd, this new revival starring Annalie Ashford and, of course, Josh Groban. And he said that this Sweeney Todd is, quote, for a new generation. Jordan Fisher has an extensive history with theater and Broadway. He was in Hamilton, D. Hansen, and he also was in Rent Live. But in this interview, he actually talks about how um, he was trained classically. And he says that this show, Sweeney Todd, is well within his wheelhouse of performance. He's going to be playing Antony. And I think he's going to be excellent. I'm so thrilled about this new production. A dear friend of mine, Galeana Castillo, is making her Broadway debut in the ensemble. And I think Sweeney Todd has one of the most creative and alluring Stephen Sondheim scores. So I cannot wait to see what they do in this new revival. I have a feeling that they're going to pull out all the stops and do something really new and innovative. So looking forward to that. There are also two pre-Broadway engagements that were just announced. One is Gatsby obviously the story of The Great Gatsby um, that's been adapted for the stage and it has music by Florence Welch and it's going to be directed by Rachel Chavkin. And it's going to premiere at ART, which is really exciting. I think that this story really lends itself to a theatrical production and I love Florence Welch, so I cannot wait to hear what she has concocted for this show. And then the other pre-Broadway run that we must talk about is um the Broadway revival of The Wiz, it's going to play Hollywood in 2024, which I think is a really interesting choice. A lot of -of out-of-towns stay more in um, the East Coast region or um, places like Chicago or Atlanta. So Broadway in Hollywood's announcement that The Wiz is going to um, do an out-of-town there is really cool and exciting. I think it's a great place to get its footing before it hits the B-way. Another really incredible article that Broadway World just shared this week features one of the stars of Six the Musical on Broadway, Hailey Kaleem Wright, who spoke about overcoming homelessness before her Broadway debut. She speaks about her experience of moving from Texas to New York and back to Texas while being very, very poor and being unhoused, and then eventually overcoming all of that adversity and making her Broadway debut in Paradise Square in 2022 before stepping into the role of Catherine of Aragon in Six on Broadway. She says, quote, The thing that I loved about New York is that even when I was unhoused, I still had the opportunity to see glimpses of what my future could be. Walking past these Broadway stages and imagining walking in the stage door as I'm walking to my retail job, it was also kind of me being a little defiant, like I'm not going to fail. I want to challenge every stereotype, every thought about what you think about unhoused people, black people, that we are more than what you could ever imagine. I was really struck by this quote and this article. I'm just in awe of Haley's strength and her passion for this art. And I would love to have her on the pod to talk more about her experience as a black woman in the theater industry. And now you know, I have got to talk about the most exciting piece of Broadway news, in my opinion. In the last, I don't know how many weeks, it was just announced that Joanna... Jojo Levesque will be taking over the role of Satine in Moulin Rouge on Broadway as her Broadway debut. You guys, anybody who knows me knows that I am a stan for Jojo. I live for this bitch. I think she is vocally insane. She's stunningly beautiful and she's an incredible actor. And I think this is the perfect Broadway show for her to do. It has the drama. It has the the glamour. It has the top vocals she is gonna give it everything i am so excited to see that bitch float down from the ceiling as the sparkling diamond diva herself satine and you guys this was the broadway world recap join us today during the jeep celebration event right now get 20 percent below msrp for an average of 15,178 under msrp on the purchase of a 2023 jeep grand cherokee overland 4x e or summit 4x e not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4 e and Summit 4 e models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Oh, my pod, you guys. I cannot... Wait to introduce you to my next guest. She is a wife and mother, and she's also a Broadway veteran in the long-running revival of Chicago the <laughs> Musical. Please welcome Rachel Chase, ah! <laughs> and stage name Rachel Sher. Oh yes, I was going to ask you. Oh God, we're off to a great I know stars.
1: I've made it really I've made it too confusing for literally everybody. <laughs> so part of me wants to keep it really confusing.
0: Sure, just like stay aloof. We That's can't what I you down. think.
1: <laughs> Right. It's like yeah. where's Rachel Chase? I don't know, but Rachel Schur is here. have about Rachel Schur is know?
0: in the building for yeah. sure? Where is what is where does Sure come from? Is that like your actual like maiden name or something? Yeah, that was
1: you know, my maiden name. Which I don't and, and my stage name. And so I had just didn't um change it for the stage, but then I kind of went on this like weird existential thought and I was like what is a maiden name? Because a maiden name is just your dad's name. So it's when not like a even a feminist thing. I know. So like whatever. Exactly. So I may change it and who knows? Great. You never know.
0: I love it. I love we don't just know. the full anonymity of it all.
1: Yes, 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 Can't yes. Track her
0: down. So where are you calling from, Madame Shirt? I am
1: calling from uh midtown Manhattan. Great. In the sky of 42nd Street, where it's sleeting. I know, it's, it's sleeting.
0: horrible, horrible.
1: My word. <laughs> it's really rough outside. So
0: where is home for you originally? How how long have you been in New York City?
1: Um, I've been in New York City since 2009. I went to school in Virginia, and I grew up in Melbourne, Florida.
0: Oh, okay. I've been there.
1: You've been to Melbourne?
0: I sure have. I went to the beach there one time, and I snuck into a hotel bar.
1: Good for you. Wait, were you on tour in Melbourne? Is this,
0: like, why the heck you were actually, there? <laughs> actually, no. Because... I just have... Uh, my dear friend, Emily Quallman, um grew up in, like, near Orlando, in Longwood, if you know her. Sure. Actually, and, I know uh, Longwood. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, I know Longwood. I think I played them on...
1: I played them... <laughs> mm-hmm. I played them in soccer, I think. Oh, you better work. I, I also work. know Longwood. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, for some reason, I ended up in... Melbourne on the beach. But um yeah, so oh, you that's moved here so in 2009. Funny.
1: Ish, yeah. I mean, I was kind of that kid that just wanted like when I graduated college I was like I have to book a million tours, which I kind of did. Sure. So I didn't totally officially live in New York City, I would say, until 2014. I I was certainly on the road from 2009 to 2014.
0: What was your first tour that you booked? Fame the
1: International Tour in China, mainland China.
0: Hell yes! <laughs> oh my god, how was it?
1: We could do an entire podcast episode about that. Um, it, <laughs> and I say we know. I know, right? It's it was really interesting. I mean, oh, there. It, what was the most interesting to me was that we had these screens on either side of the stage. And when we would tell a joke, like one of the jokes in the show is like, what are you smoking? And that translated in Chinese to, did you snort baby powder? Which was in the 90s, there was this baby powder that was getting everybody high <laughs> and like killing people in China. And oh they God. had lined it up so perfectly that when we're saying, what are you smoking? The entire audience was laughing. So it it was just kind of one of those like weird out of body experiences that i can't really ever articulate well yeah but it was it was my first job out of school so i felt I was like, I've made it. I'm a billionaire. Yes, like of I course. did it. I you am know, rich right? And I am in I'm Asia. rich. I'm in China. Like, uh, yeah.
0: <laughs> and was it all like twenty somethings? Like, were you all the same? All twenty
1: something. Oh, it yeah. was like Caroline Bowman. Work. We had. I know. It was just like the funniest <laughs> group of kids that had all graduated that like you look now and we're like damn we all did pretty well like we all did okay Hell, it's yeah. it's funny
0: made it out right alive now. and where, where yeah. did you say um you said you went to school in Virginia what program was that
1: I went to J James Madison University Okay great um it's funny the program there now is like really amazing mm-hmm. and they have this state of the art building and like really amazing faculty when i was there it was really shifting into becoming like a really good program
0: of course um so (laughs) i kind of
1: always say like "Mm," i majored in like you know beer (laughs) (laughs)
0: Uh, i majored in playing pretend
1: yeah I, I, i mean yeah and like how to survive passing your general education courses without ever actually going oh my god i love that musical it was a good musical. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Amazing. What was the training yeah. like in terms of um, of dance for you? Obviously, fame, and then, you know, we'll talk about A Chorus Line, but...
1: Yeah, you, <clears throat> a, you're a my mom son. was a dancer in New York. Okay. Um, and she was a performer. She She actually started in modern dance, and then um, was in a ton of modern dance companies. And then the last few years in New York, she transitioned more to musical theater and in tours off Broadway and things like that. And then when my parents moved down to Melbourne, she opened a dance studio. And so I grew up in her dance studio yes. and that was like my first real, um, introduction to all of it. Um, and I, I, re- I loved it. I really loved it. I hated ballet, but I loved I loved everything
0: else. Oh, my God. Join the club. Who does? Da- I, I, yeah. I feel like, honestly, even even ballet dancers that I know are like, yeah, I pretty much hate ballet, but I love ballet, so.
1: Yeah, <laughs> but I'm also, <laughs> I'm beating my feet up, but I love it, but I hate it.
0: Yeah. I feel like I was hit by a truck, and I love every second of it.
1: Uh, Hundo P. Okay. I also was, like, I had total undiagnosed ADD, like, my entire
0: life. So, like, standing at the bar was Ugh. just,
1: was brutal. Horrible. Like,
0: yeah. 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 <laughs> so then um in, in your program at James Madison, was it um was that like a pretty rigorous dance experience or not so much?
1: Not so much. It really was it was it's interesting. I feel like I learned how to be on my own for the first time and I learned how to kind of navigate getting things and making things truly out of nothing. Mm. Um, it was not a shiny program. I think when I was in applying to colleges, it was like, you were either going to like Michigan CCM or Carnegie Mellon. And that was about it. And I knew Elon was really starting to come up as like a great school and some other ones. But, you know, I, I I applied to like the big schools and, um, I got into Emerson, but then my dad was like, I think you're going to want, like, a more well-rounded mm. kind of education, which was, he's a doctor. So, of course, he said that. <laughs> and I was like, okay. And um, <laughs> But I'm so glad I did because it made me – I think I would have completely fallen apart in, like, a shark conservatory school. Yeah. I was really shy and insecure. So, I think I, I would have melted down. Mm-hmm. So, I think it, it all worked out for the best. And I got to be, like, a normal – college kid and do stupid things and do great musicals and actually do, like, really cool things that maybe you wouldn't get to do in a um, conservatory program. So it all worked out. But I wouldn't – it wasn't, like, I didn't have a big showcase. I didn't come to New York with agents. It, mm-hmm. You know, I really came to New York scrappy as heck.
0: <laughs> Which, honestly, probably served you so well. I mean, I think I had a fairly similar um, – college experience I guess I went to the Hart School in in Hartford yeah and um it's not a small program and um it I guess technically is like considered a conservatory program um right but we did have like all of the gen eds and we you know we're doing yeah. classes on the main campus and everything and um I didn't. I didn't know anything about auditioning for college programs Nothing. when it was when <laughs> it came time, and and my parents have always been like uber supportive. They were always like, "If this is what you want to do, you're gonna do it. We're gonna help you get there, and you're gonna thrive." So, I was right. like, "Great, this is perfect. I, I have like the backing, you know, from my parents and everything." But like, they didn't know anything either. So, so right. me, it's hard like showing up to like I, th- I went to. um I went to Unifieds in Chicago Yeah, and that yeah. was like my really only like big experience of like auditioning for schools. And wow. actually my audition for heart was a walk-in. I had auditioned for like the four other programs that I was going to audition for. And my mom was like, well, they have an opening. Like, why don't you give it a try? It's and always those, like, right? Exactly. Ugh. I know. And like now yeah. I'm so grateful because I had a, a wonderful experience and I learned so, so much there. Um, but you know and not to like discredit obviously like these huge names and like how you said like you know these like shiny sort of like plastic programs (laughs) that like Mm -hmm. churn out these incredible people but there is something to be said for these programs that you know have the training and have the capacity to to offer you something really valuable um Mm -hmm. and like you said too i got to do some really fun stuff outside of the, the musical theater realm i got to make music and and meet some really incredible people. in the music department. So I love that. I think that's awesome.
1: I agree. And I also don't think I think a lot of people think, oh, you know, you go to those schools because you learn general education courses in case you have something to fall back on or whatever. And I think that's such a, a misconception of what it is. I think sometimes An anthropology class or, you know, math or whatever it is actually makes you a more well rounded person of the world. So you're starting to see things that maybe you wouldn't be seeing all day and dance and singing and acting and dance and singing and acting and rehearsal for the show, you know, that, you know, once I got to New York, I was like, all right, (laughs) I know what to do. I'm scrappy. I had a, I had to work my way through college and make that work for me. And I'm just going to do it all over again.
0: Totally. So then what was your, um, you said your first national tour was fame. How long after that was a chorus line?
1: I had, yeah. So then I moved to the city and I think there was an open call for a chorus line. And I was like, oh no, I missed it. And I remember like looking at the audition thing on like playbill or whatever and i was i emailed it was nicole valens with bender and i was Uh like hi i'm rachel i just got back from like the fame tour i'd really like to audition and like she emailed me back almost immediately was like come in tomorrow at 11 so i think that was actually my first like appointment audition like back in new york and i got it (laughs) wow yeah and
0: so what track was that for
1: trisha the, you know, the heel stretch, I gotta get this job, <laughs> and I, uh, but, he's hard, and um, <laughs> I uh, understudied, oh, God, Val, BB, Judy, Christine. And you went on for all, all of them? them? Yeah. And then I actually did Val for quite a bit, which was fun. Fierce.
0: What was it yeah. like, learning learning such an iconic show? It was so the wild. Specifically choreography.
1: You n- You know what it was, too, which was so wild for me, was my mom had, like, right before I got, I moved to the city, my mom was like, do you want to watch this, like, every little step documentary? Because it had just come out. And I was like, cool, okay. And so then I was, like, obsessed. I was like, who is this Charlotte Dumbo's? And, like, who is this Jessica Lee Gold? Like, these people are wild, and I'm going to, I want to be around those people. These people are, like, the, they're eating nails. And... I want to be around them, and so then I like audition and whatever. So it was like really cool. It just felt like I felt the synergy. I felt the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's scary. I mean, it's 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 so funny. I feel like I've been in all these kind of like revival like shows of these iconic dance shows from the seventies. Yeah, and. It's kind of weird that that's been my brand, but it also makes a lot of sense because, like, it's what I grew up on with my mom. Mm -hmm. But it's scary because it is that original choreo, and the dancers of that time were just in a completely different headspace and way of life. Totally. And, like, for instance, I have, like, four different hair oils in my hair right now. I have, like, my TikTok water jug. Like, I'm all about the (laughs) self-care and, like, making myself okay. Like those girls in a chorus line didn't give a shit about that. They were, like, smoking a cigarette, like, having some coffee and going to the show. Like, it was (laughs) just... And so, it's weird, because then you're like, this kind of hurts when I do it like this, but I probably shouldn't complain about it, because those queens did and that's just how it's been done. And I think that's been, like, the greatest thing for me as an actor is realizing, yes, that is how they did it, but that doesn't mean it's how... You have to do it, Mm -hmm. and I and that's always like the psychology with dancers, you know,
0: totally push through, push through, push
1: through, push through. It's okay, you're allowed to be your own person and make your own decisions and choices. Yeah, Mm
0: -hmm. well, I'm so glad that you you sort of mentioned that because I want to talk a little bit about your most recent injury, if if you would be willing. Um, because I think it's really important for people to remember that, like standbys swings and understudies um mm-hmm. they have a job for a reason and yeah. they are like just so beyond capable of doing their job it's crazy they're it's, like
1: the most talented people in the world
0: i mean superheroes so so talk about um sort of going out of of this like long running show for a little bit
1: yeah um it's 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 a cautionary tale for sure i mean i i Went back to the show four months after having my kid. And And, for the
0: listeners, we're talking about Chicago, the musical. Yes, (laughs) yes, yes,
1: yes. And I don't know. I remember a lot of people saying, like, you're going to need, like, six to eight months. Trust me. And I was like, screw you, people. I'm a superstar. Like, I'm a Broadway dancer. You're thinking of, like, a nine-to-five Karen. You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) we're not the same. I'm going back. And I had a lot of pride. And I... I think it was an amazing experience and I pushed through a lot of hurdles and I think the balance work life of like being a mom being the mom of a toddler all day and then going to the show at night and just not taking enough time for myself led to the body kind of rejecting the show mm-hmm. and I was in, I was doing Roxy and there was a Fred Casely thing and I ended up, ended up like fracturing a vertebrae and fracturing my SI joint and it was all in like one fell swoop and it was really painful and it's funny, but like there's this being my baby in the second act and my knees have to go up in this big brass band number and they didn't they didn't lift off the ground. And I was like, wow, I must be really tired. Um, and it wasn't really until the next day that I noticed I was in a lot of pain. And I started noticing like weird, like lack of function in my left leg. Fast forward to almost four months. It was, and it was a total like crazy painful experience trying to get my body back together. I was terrified that my job was just done, that my career was done. Um, uh, yeah yeah it was pretty pretty insane and I've been back about a month and I feel actually pretty good I'm surprised (laughs)
0: great
1: um there are definitely days where my back's like not today but Uh overall it's been great
0: good and you you did you take um sort of like the opportunity to to work with any sort of physical therapists oh yeah everybody Uh
1: everyone from an eastern perspective to a western perspective so like Uh, steroid epidurals to energy work. It's <laughs> like what I was willing to try and do because it. It, I also thought, like, just as a human, if if this is, you know, it was such a significant injury, it also you want to get better because you want to be there for your kid and you want to totally. be a person, like you want to go play soccer with them or whatever it is,
0: right? So, you and know. you have the security of knowing that though you would love to be doing your job, there are people capable <laughs> to, oh, yeah. to step in and to well, say, yeah. hey, listen, you got to take the time for yourself and get better so that you do have the longevity for your career exactly. and your kids and your family. And totally. especially
1: with shows like Chicago, you know, <laughs> the gift was ours to borrow, right? It's you're borrowing. Yeah. I'm borrowing Annie. Annie was not originated by me. Right. Um, I'm borrowing her and I will eventually give her to somebody else. And yeah. that's that's the hard part and the beauty of that show and, and shows like that. Um, so in a way, like I think if it was like an original show and I was like a, an original part or maybe I'd been nominated or something, I probably would be having a nervous breakdown. Absolutely. But knowing like this show and this story will go uh-huh. if I'm not there or not. Yeah, <laughs> And even if <laughs> yeah. it was the original show and the original track and the awards... The understudies are there. There's just nothing like them, and I'm an right. understudy.
0: But the swings and the understudy—it's just you know you're in good hands. You just know. Totally. So yeah, you are an understudy, and when I made my debut in the show, I know I was—you were my first Roxy that I was seeing, and so That's right. It that was like a whole like wild experience. But can you tell me about your road to? Chicago were you always um auditioning to to eventually cover Roxy or understudy Roxy or what was that like for you
1: you know it's funny I had I've always been in love with Chicago I like did this all block tango in my living room when I was a kid of course, like of course I knew everything and I loved Roxy and I just I just got her I thought she was hilarious I thought she was yeah. really funny and I liked how flawed she was. So I always kind of had that as, like, that's a dream role. Um, but, no, I was doing Jersey Boys at the time, and I got an audition appointment to come in t- for Annie. Mm-hmm. And that was it. There was no Roxy on her study. Nothing. Right. And-,
0: <sighs> and also, for people who may not be super familiar with Chicago, Annie is... I met six. As you young. Yes, she poisoned her husband one. with arsenic,
1: which <laughs> yes. honestly probably is what I would do. That's the best way to do it.
0: Character study.
1: The other ones are just too violent. Um <laughs> Um and so I go in and it's funny, I didn't audition for Roxy, but I think Walter had seen enough of me that day that just went Well, they need a Roxy understudy. That girl can do it. She can do it. So then I just was a Roxy understudy when I got to the building. And then I uh, rehearsed it and got to go on a couple times. And then Mm -hmm. after the pandemic, like when we all came back post-baby, just like the stars aligned. And there was an open space for a Roxy to come in and it was like the craziest moment. And this I remember the stage manager pulled me aside and he was like, I'm just letting you know, you're going to hear from your agents tomorrow and we're going to be offering you a contract to play Roxy. And it was just like, I think I was like actually so stunned that I was like too cool. And I was like, okay, cool. <laughs> like, I, <laughs> I'm like,
0: thank you. Cool. Like, can't let anything show. You're like, Oh, mm-hmm. I right. I, I was like, mm-hmm.
1: sure. sounds cool. Awesome. Good for you guys. Like, But, like, inside was screaming my tits off. Um, And I remember, like, coming home to my husband that night and be like, I'm Roxy. I got it. I'm going to do it. And he was like... Yeah. That was a really cool moment. I have chills, like, thinking about that right now. Yeah. It was a really cool moment.
0: That's amazing. And I never
1: really auditioned for her, but I just, like... I'd been preparing for her my whole life because I
0: loved her. Of course. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And I loved Amy Reinking. Yeah. Of course. My God. Yeah. I mean, I still... I mean, I watch like YouTube video like compilations of, <laughs> of just just like I can. there's not
1: there will be there was nobody and there will be nobody like her. So I think she was just like one of the icons I wanted to emulate after. Yeah, let and Charlotte
0: Dumba's. Oh yeah. my God! Can we just talk about it for a second? Because you mentioned every little step, which is yeah. I mean of course The greatest it's, thing it's, of
1: all time. Like it's yes, like, it's so good. It's and Charlotte so good. It's like
0: kind of the main event of, it is. <laughs> of her the and Jessica Lee
1: Golden, I would say are like yes. they're the bees' knees. Yeah.
0: So what was it like to to like walk into the building and oh my be God. next to Charlotte for the first time?
1: So I had been doing the show for a bit when Charlotte like came back. Mm-hmm. And I had worked with Kristen Damboise, her brother. Uh-huh. doing the lincoln center honors and then i had actually on a totally other gig worked with their sister-in-law kelly Dumboise, uh doing cabaret at signature in dc uh-huh. and so like i had something to talk about yeah and like when you meet charlotte it's like she's so hot and she's so sexy yeah. and then she's cool too and so she was just sitting on the stairs like she's judging her shoes before the show and I was like, Hey Charlotte, I'm Rachel. Um, I know your brother. We like did a thing. And then I, I, I know Kelly too. She was, she was my associate. When I did a show, <laughs> like I was embarrassing and Charlotte just sat there and she was like, cool. Nice <laughs> and I was like, well, way to go, Rachel. Like you yeah. suck. And, I mean, now we're really good buddies. We just went out last night after the show. So Amazing.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Isn't that so wild?
1: No, it's, like, insane. I love her. I just, I feel like I love her too. She's, she's just the greatest thing since sliced bread in so many ways. She's a
0: freaking masterclass, on stage and off. I mean, she's just... Everything about she's her. iconic. But I have to say, Rachel, you, I mean, of course... Uh, Charlotte, uh, to me, I, I didn't get to see Annie, obviously, but mm-hmm. Charlotte to me just is Roxy. Rides. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she's Roxy. But but seeing you do that role, there is something oh. about what you do. It's just it's so smart and um, quick and really really like heartfelt. I just mm. I I'll never forget because you. it you really were the first. Like when I knew <sighs> that I had gotten it when I when they called me and said you're you're going to do it. I came and saw the show that night. They just were like, okay, you're standing Get in by. here, yeah. Yeah. yeah." So I was just in the back of the house, and I got to watch you do it. And I was like, wow, I can't believe that I'm going to be on the stage with her. Like, you doing that. Oh, my God. So, and then truly, you
1: went on, and everyone everyone in the wings or in the chairs were like this. <laughs> <laughs> oh my
0: God. Well, thank you. I mean, I, I was just, like, thrilled to even be in the building, let alone for them to be like, yeah. okay, you're going I'm on like, now. I
1: have this whole thing. It's like casting like thing for you of like who you should be in our show if Great. Duncan if you're listening this is what I think Duncan Mr. Stewart
0: <laughs> Barry so-
1: listen up so I'm like I'm here for like a Mary Sunshine an Amos situation another cell block girl
0: girl the way a mama well- Morton oh well I mean I you can basically drinks basically to the ends of the earth on this podcast but oh my god, oh my god. the way I mean She's she's serving it the way that I would love to do that role. I mean, I, I am such a nerd for Chicago. Truly, I have been obsessed with it forever. But then, when oh, really, I have to do it? Yes. Oh my God! It just and and the thing about Chicago specifically is that I have only done Mary Sunshine, but I I uh, I'd like to fancy myself uh, a bit of a dancer. No, and you so... are a
1: dancer. That's why I think you're a unicorn.
0: You're <laughs> no, a unicorn but... in so many ways, but like, oh my god, no, you're you're way too kind. But I do. I mean, I do the choreography in my bedroom. Yeah. with the record playing because why I'm, not? Just, I'm obsessed with it. It's so, so, good. so good. I know what you yeah. mean.
1: Yeah, it's like such an ooey gooey fun feeling. It is. So, I don't so know. I'm manifesting so this. <laughs> Duncan, if you ever need help, just call me, okay?
0: <laughs> Wait, so we have to talk about you being a mom. Because okay, we should. <laughs> we should. We should open that can of worms. Because yeah. you, pre-pandemic, you, you were not married, right?
1: We, oh God, we had just gotten engaged about almost a week before the world shut down.
0: Wow. Okay. I know. So, and now you are a wife and a mom. So yeah. Now I'm just someone's wife. Um (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Disgusting.
1: Yeah. We, we got engaged. It was so exciting. I had pretty much dated the tri-state area and I was like, i'm gonna die alone and then ben comes along and he's like my other half in so many ways and it's just magic and most my our my best friend married us and she said like most couples when they get engaged like jump into a sort of rom-com type world um planning their wedding and rachel and ben jumped into the apocalypse which is exactly (laughs) what happened and it was insane i mean we randomly where i was like well probably only to get be down for like three weeks let's just go to florida your parents are there my parents are there let's just get some sunshine and three weeks turned into five months and wow we had to like you know if we didn't know each other before we really knew each other after that sure did and um i think by uh, th- there were so many times that we were going to try to plan a wedding and then we just kind of realized like we really had this foresight, Ben more than me. Cause like, you know, you get the ring and it's like the horcrux and you're just like, I'm a bride now. Like, even if you weren't <laughs> like that beforehand, there's a part mm-hmm. of you that does go like, now I'm a bride. Yep. Um, yep. And I thought maybe I would have like a big wedding after all, even though I never wanted one. And then we got, Ben was like, look, if we're going to get married, we should just do it. And just like go to the courthouse and just do it. And we did. And we like, our parents couldn't go, so it was a pandemic. But we like got our got our friends together and like went to this cute Italian restaurant. Everybody had pasta. We all got drunk. It was so much fun. Right. And then it's funny because a lot of people think that I was pregnant, but I wasn't. And then we got pregnant a month later, and wow. now I have a year and a half year old.
0: Yeah, and
1: he's. The, he's like the greatest thing ever I'm obsessed with motherhood I, I knew I was going <laughs> to like it But I didn't know I was going to like it this much
0: mm-hmm.
1: And when it's still When it's insanely hard I'm like this is wild And I'm like obsessed with this This is such a beautiful relationship Wow You don't have those You just don't know until you know And so Yeah You know there will be nights where The show is really tiring Or my body hurts And then the next morning There's this like sweet little face That's just ready to play or color ready or whatever. Yeah. And it's like, okay, it's gonna be okay. You know? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And you do it for him
0: in a way. It changes totally. why you do the show too. Totally. I actually, it's funny. I've, I've told a few of my friends this, but, um, I mean, I'm extremely close with my mom. Hi mom. If you're listening. Hi Jenny. Um, like, Hi, I have girl. her, her, um, handwriting tattooed on my arm. like, Oh my God, um, me too. i you better work.
1: We're mommy girls.
0: Yes. Yeah. yes mommy and girls. So I, like that bond with me or that bond for me is so, um, specific and, and, you mm-hmm. know, strong. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I think about if I were to have kids, I don't know that it would be the same type of bond because I can't carry them. I, my biology uh, does not lend itself you know, to carrying a baby. And so I just, I don't, I mean, um, And that's not to say that, you know, like people who are adopted can't have these like incredible bonds bonds, with their parents and stuff, but I just, it's, I feel like there's something so intrinsic and special about, you know, you carried that baby inside of, inside of your body that like you use all the time. You are a dancer and a performer and like you paused that. Yeah. And, and fully created this human. And now you're back on Broadway, whacking your legs and doing the splits. Like, just like. That is so crazy.
1: Women are nuts. Women are crazy in the women best are way. are fucking best. Yeah. They really can. Sorry about it. Rule the world. And we sure, probably yeah. will. But. Um, <laughs> about <laughs> I mean, damn time. Yeah, we will. It's, it's just literally like we're just waiting at this point. Yeah, um, But yeah. I mean. I, it's funny it's like I knew his personality before he even got here mm-hmm. and I was like yeah I knew you were very sensitive I knew you were very loud I knew you loved music I just knew all these things about him it's just like it's a very um ethereal spiritual thing mm-hmm. and it's made me a better actor it's made me a better artist it grounds you in many ways and you have to you know as a mother and as a woman especially in new york city you have to fight for everything you have to fight for a seat on the subway you just you're fighting mm-hmm. and so it makes you fight for your character much more too yeah um and that was an interesting takeaway this year um really? and also he's freaking hilarious he's a really funny kid and oh my
0: god is he cute good lord i would beautiful. Eat him up
1: with i know We're, my husband was like is he gonna be the one of those like really like gorgeous people that's just like w- oddly beautiful i'm like yeah that there are worse things that could happen <laughs> but it's possible and we'll like we'll get through it brad pitt's okay like <laughs> Ah, he'll be exactly. fine. Okay. Well, I, I
0: don't. I don't know that my mom had the same um, thoughts about me as a child. I don't know if she. Liked all mummies do, it, but
1: <laughs> yeah. all mommies do. But I mean, yeah, I. It's fine. I don't put him on social media just for my our own reasons, but yeah, sure. He. I know. I want the world to see how cute he is sometimes because I'm like, you are so beautiful. <laughs>
0: Soon enough, everyone will know. So, what do hey, you man. do then when when you um, have to like leave for performances at night? Is your husband there to? If my to husband take over?
1: is not working, he'll take over for dinner and bath and bedtime. Mm-hmm. Um, but if he's on set, then we have a beautiful list of musical theater girls as babysitters. And I will. This is the hill I will die on. Musical theater girls are the best babysitters in the world period they're they're fabulous they're so fun they're vulnerable they're creative they think on their feet um and we just lucked out we've just had really awesome awesome sitters um that really love, love him it. so it's like a fun community and they all come see me in the show or they ask audition advice and it just i don't know it just feels like yeah this is what it is it's what That's it should fierce.
0: be. Yeah. so speaking of audition advice i know you have to go soon so i don't want to keep you but um He needs his chicken nuggies. Yes. He sure does. Are you in the audition circuit? What what is auditioning like for you now?
1: It's different. I mean, there's certainly shows and contracts that I wouldn't initially jump on anymore. It would be hard to tour unless it was like a big tour of sit-downs everywhere. Um, I'm really focusing my efforts on... On working on a play or Mm. and or film tv um because it is something that i've been passionate about but i didn't totally have the wherewithal when i was younger and then after taking classes and learning a lot from ben i realized like oh i can do this and i want to do this so i'm putting a lot of my efforts towards that with classes and you know going to one-on-one and and doing that sort of thing and i've had a little luck so far but i'm definitely that's where my efforts are um but I, yeah, I mean, the auditions are weird and hard. But I definitely don't take them as personally as I used to. Which is mm-hmm. nice. Um, I think
0: it's just really cool for for people who may not be in the realm of theater to know that, like, even when you're in this like long running Broadway show, mm-hmm. you're still hustling, you're still auditioning, you're still putting yeah. yourself out there.
1: Yeah, because you you want to, and you. And you know there's more to your artistry. You're like every human being and every artist is an onion. And the more you're willing to peel those layers back, the more you're going to be able to see how many facets of you as an artist are going to come out. And like when I first moved here, I was like, I'm a dancer. And then a couple years in, I was like, And a singer. And then I was like, also, I'm a really good actor. Actually, I think I'm an actor first. And then it evolves. And I was like, actually, I'm good at marketing. And I'm good at this. And so (laughs) the more you allow yourself to try and to be and to, like, sit in yourself, there's really cool artistry that will come out of it. But you have to be willing to peel it back. And that's sometimes really hard work. So it's therapy or, you know, really scary acting classes, whatever it is. Bad dates, breakups. Whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I, I'm excited to see how my onion peels.
0: <laughs> totally. I cannot wait to taste your onion, Rachel. Oh my
1: God. I hope it's like a very <laughs> sauteed. Like sauteed, yeah. Like a, a reduction
0: of some kind. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so oh my much, God. much for doing I'm this. I'm so this excited so for fun. you. This is so cool. Um, I'm just obsessed with you. Tell obsessed. the listeners where you can, where they can find you on, on like um, socials and stuff. I'm
1: I'm I'm really working hard on the TikTok. So find me at it's a Rachel Chase or on Instagram it's Rachel Chase. Love it. That's where you'll find me.
0: Uh, <laughs> I love you. I, this was I love great. You. This was so fun. You guys, that's it for another episode of Oh My Pod. You guys. Don't forget to like, rate, and subscribe anywhere you like to pod. You can follow the podcast at Oh My Pod You Guys on Instagram. And you can always send me messages, stories, questions at Oh My Pod You Guys at gmail.com. And don't forget to go to BroadwayWorld.com for exclusive content and early access to the pod. Talk soon. Bye.